Hey, just a reminder that friend of the show and sketch card artist Ben Abusada is giving Rebel Base Card listeners 20% off sketch cards in his Etsy store. If you go to Etsy.com slash shop slash KSGeekman and use the code RebelBaseCard, you'll get 20% off of sketch cards. You can find the link in the show notes. All right, let's do the show. This is Ian Taylor. And I'm Noren Rudd of the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. And you're listening to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pool, kid. Okay. Agent Tierney. Okay. Okay. Is this it? Nope, not yet. Mm. Another Valak. Okay, second Valak. All right. Is this... Oh! No way! Oh, oh, oh dude! Hey, I just Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Rogue One, guys, is like my favorite Star Wars movie. You can hate me, whatever. But Rogue One, holy crap. <gasps> nice. Oh man, two out of five. You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Just as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode, welcome aboard. My name is Greg McLaughlin, and this is the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Well, if that opener was any indication, tonight's episode's going to be a fun one. Uh, that was Isaac Salazar, who we're talking to on the program tonight. He is on Instagram at the Star Wars Aggie, and that was him pulling a Felicity Jones autograph from a box of the Women of Star Wars. Um, he had him and a buddy of his, Austin, had done a live, like both breaking open their boxes. And uh, it was quite exciting. They really dug the cards. It was kind of fun. It was really entertaining. And uh, I, I wanted to really get a chance to talk with them after I'd kind of seen that. They had pulled, I think, a successive box. And uh, it was really fun. They were talking about the, you know, the cards they were going to trade to each other. And uh, they really got excited about it. And it was really, and I was like, that is the core essence, I think, of what I feel some of this program is about. And what I try to do on the Instagram, on the Twitter and all that is just to promote the joy of collecting. And to really highlight it. So we'll get in my conversation with Isaac here in a few minutes. I just wanted to keep some get some housekeeping out of the way. And I wanted to thank a friend of the show, Frank. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Daft Prawn. But I think he came up with an interesting way for me to change out calling this housekeeping. And I think he mentioned something about homestead keeping. And I'm like, that's not a bad way to go. I think we'll try to use that until we find maybe the perfect thing to kind of get some announcements going before we get into the main part of the show. So, so there, there you go. It's a work in progress, let's just say. Uh, but at any rate, um, by the time some of you will be hearing this, we will be have passed uh, some amazing Clone Wars episodes, and we'll be just getting right on the precipice of May the 4th. May is a big month. Uh, one, it's just nice to get here because it's been crazy over these last couple of months with the whole COVID thing. I hope everybody's safe and sound. And a lot of times I try to, uh, when I engage on on Twitter and Instagram, a lot of times I, I just really want to see the, the people that I interact with to know that you guys are okay. 
and that you're helping each other out. So a lot of times I like posting stuff. I'll hashtag at Card Squadron on Twitter just because I just kind of want to get that. All right, everybody, everybody around. Okay, good. And we can go on with our, with our nutty business. But uh, yeah, just really crazy. But it's a it's a good month because I think we're kind of getting on maybe on the backside of this. There's a lot that we need to keep working on. But uh, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe we'll find out where where it stands and, and where we go from there. But uh, I got a feeling we're we're gonna we're gonna pull through on this, and I, I hope everybody's doing their best. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Of course, May the 4th brings a special product and content. Of course, we have the Clone Wars. Uh, we have everything that Lego is going to do and Black Series and Funko and all these different things that, you know, people will be kind of looking to maybe pounce on and maybe buy. Uh, I'm not sure yet what Tops is going to do. I'm hoping they maybe do an online set. Um, it won't be clear to me. You know, just yet, if this is going to be something that is going to be a print run that's only going to be available for a limited time, or is this is just going to be like, hey, we have X number of sets, so I'm going to have to have the browser open, kind of seeing what they're going to, what they're going to have, and if that's something that I want to add to my collection. You know, sometimes I do the impulse buy, sometimes I kind of hold back, just depending on is that where I kind of want to put the, uh, you know, the, the wood to the arrow kind of a thing. So we will see. Also, of course, this month big month for us in that it's the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and you've already seen some merch out there. It was very hard for me not to pull the trigger on a lunchbox I saw at Target. Uh, I got to figure out. Maybe I picked that up. Picked that up. I'm not sure, but uh, it looked pretty nice. But of course, uh, we will be having uh, some shows that are coming out later on in May to kind of coincide with the 40th anniversary. I've already got one of these shows recorded. I'm hoping to record one or two more uh, just to kind of get some aspects on the cards turning 40, all the Empire Strikes Back sets that have come out, and there have been a number of them. So I'm kind of excited to bring you that content in addition to everybody else I'm talking to. So I am loaded to the gills with podcast content, and it's going to be kind of tough to get this all out. I don't necessarily want to double up during the week, and I've talked about that before. So on the one hand, I just kind of want to space this out so all this content has some space, but also celebrate the fact that, you know, we're coming up on an anniversary. The Empire Strikes Back cards were very cool. Uh, this was sort of a high watermark for the cards at that time. And like I said, we'll be getting to that later on in the month. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of let you know that we will be doing some celebration of our own of the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, and I can't wait for you get get a chance to hear that. So anyway, it is time to talk to Isaac, and we'll get back into the program. And I hope you like tonight's show, and I'll come back once we're done. Can you kind of set up for me what was kind of going through your mind or reaction when you pulled that card? All right. So uh, let's take it back just a little bit. So originally, I didn't even know about this set. And uh, I'll be honest, when I came across your page, I started seeing uh, I started seeing the cards that you're pulling. So when I saw them, I was like, you know what? Really? Like, it's, it's a whole box of women of Star Wars. And I definitely love a lot, of the, a lot of the women of Star Wars. So when I saw these cards, I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. I'm going to go ahead and tell uh, my buddy Austin about this set. Because we're we're both huge fans of you know some of the female characters. Um, they recently did a book not too long ago about the women of Star Wars in the galaxy. So that was a really good book. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard about it. Um, I don't know if you heard about that book, but it huh. definitely highlights a bunch of just uh, females females of Star Wars. It's amazing. So when I saw this when I saw the card set, I was like, you know what? I definitely could get into some of this card stuff. And as I kind of mentioned before. 
pulling pulling cards uh, from packs is not not something that I'm new with. Um, Star Wars, yes, but with uh, in the past before I got into Star Wars, I was into uh, opening Pokemon packs, and I was a big a Pokemon TCG player. Um, but after a while, I, I, I ended up stopping that, so I kind of put the card stuff behind me. Um, so with this with this set, I thought it was definitely interesting. I was, you know what? I can definitely go ahead and see myself getting a box. I think what definitely sold me was the fact that within the hobby box that you were guaranteed an autograph. And that's something that was just like, whoa, no way. You're actually guaranteed an autograph? That is awesome. I think that's definitely worth the money that you're going to invest in already. And who knows? You could definitely uh, you could get someone really cool, someone uh, or someone that you don't really know too much about. So uh, going into that, I didn't know uh, any of the of the people that were doing the autographs to begin with. So you know, we're just both going in with clear minds. So opening the packs was awesome. It, it definitely took me back to when I was again doing some of the Pokemon stuff. But this was definitely new. This was new in the sense that. I was going through some of the cards. I was like, oh, I recognize who this is. This person's from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, this one's from Clone Wars. I think this one, she was in, you know, Rogue One, etc. And there's people that you know of for, you know, for years, like, you know, Princess Leia. And there's people that you don't really know. I'm just like, I don't necessarily remember seeing them, but they're a background character, which is really neat. So at the end, you know, once, uh, <laughs> once we found out that the, the pool was going to be at the top of the pack. You know, we set that one to the side just to kind of add to to the suspense. Um, I know I followed that link that you had sent me of that guy opening his first box and he got like insane pulls. And that's where I was like, oh man, it'd be really cool to get like a sketch card artist. It'd be really cool to get something else. So we were kind of going in there with the mentality of, you know, we are going to get guaranteed an autograph, but there's that unknown of we can also get something else. So I definitely like that aspect of opening the packs. So, you know, going through them uh, one by one was just that suspense. That suspense was was a thing that I definitely liked feeling uh, again because, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to pull. And coming up on the coming up on that last pack was in was just insane. Just going through like uh, reading the card and it's like, oh, is this is this going to be the autograph? Oh, no, it's not yet. Is this one going to be it? No. But then just lifting that card up slowly to reveal <laughs> that uh, Felicity Jones was insane. I was like beyond excited because one, I didn't know that she was signing. And then two, Rogue One is legit my favorite Star Wars movie. And uh, I even mentioned it saying that I didn't, uh, for me, that's my favorite of any of the movies. I didn't necessarily grow up with the originals, but I saw the originals first. I didn't get into Star Wars until I was in high school. Um, for me, which is about like a good 14 years ago, I believe. Uh, but I definitely fell in love with Rogue One. Just for, for me, it connected the pieces from episode three to episode four. And seeing that movie in theaters was... I had no idea that was going to happen. I had no idea that, you know, it ended the way it did for, you know, spoiler alert for anyone listening. <laughs> you know, ever, like, it's insane to, like, oh, my gosh, when K2 died, I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. They really they really killed his character off. And then at the end, when everyone else died, I was like, whoa, okay, I did not see any of this coming <laughs> at all. So, yeah, like, I had mentioned that Rogue One is my favorite, and it's still my favorite up, up to date to any of the movies that I've seen. 
Um, but you know, you know, Empire Strikes Back is definitely in my top three. It's in the top three as uh, as many people that like the originals. That's that's my top original movie. But yeah, just going through that was insane because one, I didn't know that Felicity was signing in that. And then two, for me, Rogue One is my favorite, so it definitely added more to the value when I was pulling that card. So it added more to that value when I was pulling that card. Um, I didn't, I don't know much about the ratio. So getting, uh, just starting off with these tops cards, I didn't know that there's more cards that are a little more valuable based off of their color, you know, the parallels and then the numbers. So the Felicity Jones I got, she's a number two of five, and she's a black card. So I was kind of looking briefly at the at the ratios at the end. I was like, whoa, this this makes it like a really rare card to get because the ratio is like really high to pull off a card that's numbered uh, plus of the color. So, I mean, you could probably, you know, weigh in a little bit more about uh, about that stuff. But, yeah, I was, uh, it, it added to that. Whoa, I, I think I got a really good card. I mean, I remember actually seeing Felicity Jones at my first Star Wars celebration, but I didn't get her autograph. Uh, my friend Austin and I, the one that I actually did the the live feed with, we both were able to get photography with Felicity. But even at that, we had to both go in half to <laughs> actually see her and then get a uh, get our photo op with her. So that was a lot of money as it was. So because we both decided to split that, at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with a photo op. I really don't need an <laughs> autograph from her. So, hey, even at that, even add more to that because – if you think about it, I was like, I didn't get that autograph to begin with, but pulling it now, I was like, man, I don't have to go get another <laughs> Felicity Jones autograph anymore because I already got one. So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So no, I was, I was excited. Like I was just excited to get that and I'm really happy for it. It's actually on display with like my kind of rogue one setup that I have going on. I have like just a little small thing and she's already there. Like I, you know, sleeved her put on one of those top loaders and it's in it's inside my my case like it's it's already there it was amazing it was a, such an amazing experience and i'm really glad I got, I got to do it with one of my best friends uh that we both did the live together and i think at this point now we're gonna probably get into more of uh the tops trading cards now like i'm gonna get myself a binder and just start collecting some of them so it's a uh, it's it's been really fun i definitely can see myself doing more openings in the future with uh, the top set i think one of the things you know going back to collecting pokemon cards and i i think you know I, we collect some i know my daughter my daughter has and i have and i think my son did in the past and it's interesting i would say you know some of the value in those like you know you would you would pull a pack of pokemon and you would have like oh here's a foil one or something but sometimes i think the the rarer ones were not something that was really evident. You know, it doesn't, you know, rare ones kind of came, you know, there's almost like a story behind it. There's just something where, oh, hey, that's not, but it's almost like you almost kind of have to really know rather than just kind of gleaming it from the pack. You know, I think it has to be something different with Star Wars cards where, you know, I, I think in buying the uh, the hobby box and, and what was nice about the hobby box is you had a guaranteed hit. So in some cases, the pressure was off a little bit. You know, you're going to get something. It may not be to Felicity yeah. Jones. It may not, but in in this case, you know, you know, you you can get a massively high valued card, or you could get you know you can get something that's very nice, it has some value. You can get some massively high one, but yeah, it's seeing the values kind of go from getting that entry card. It has to be kind of a new experience for you of like, wow, there's something really in this. Especially you're talking about you know the Felicity Jones you know photo op. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So, you know, what you just said right now, it's, it definitely gets some of that pressure off. Yeah, knowing that, hey, I'm at least going to get something. So anything else is going to be a bonus. And, you know, you're encountering some people, some actors that, you know, they either played a small role, or they played a, def- a, a larger role in the films or in or as a voice actress behind some of the the other things that are not the main film. So I definitely like I definitely like that uh, that aspect that they included in these cards. So it, it's been re- it's been really fun just to even start this out. This is a new I guess for me it's like a new venture in collecting. And I could definitely see myself doing a little more of this now. Well, let's get into your collection a little bit. Kind of where does it begin? When did you start collecting Star Wars stuff? So, uh, as I mentioned, I started this off getting into Star Wars in high school. So for me, that was probably sophomore, junior, sophomore, junior year of when I first started in Star Wars. And I was introduced to it through my English teacher that she ended up showing us Star Wars because of the whole uh, concept of the the hero the hero starting off as uh, you know a, a character that doesn't know anything they have a master and then they're 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 telling them a, a story and then you know you have a villain in there so they ended up showing us the movie and giving us that whole story arc of how you know the hero transitions and then you know they become who they are and i got into i got into it so you know we started off with the originals you know it was for me i was like oh, okay this is kind of a little bit cheesy during that time <laughs> i think it was around like the 2005 or so or 2005 2006 and for me it's like it's a little bit cheesier from that from that time but i liked i liked the aspect of it i liked the the science fiction i had always kind of been into science fiction but surprising enough you know i didn't really i didn't know anything about it when i was younger i remember seeing episode one stuff like blown up a lot like, I was like oh this you know episode one but i never really went to theaters so i didn't really get a chance to get into it so once i got into it you know some of my friends they started finding out and for my birthday my, one of my friends gave me an obi-wan kenobi uh, Revenge of the Sith figure, and he has kind of like a little pilot gear, and yeah, it was from the Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith line, because at that time Revenge of the Sith was just uh, making its release, and you know I got that figure, and at that time I was like, oh, this is cool, but I don't play with uh, toys anymore. I don't play with figures, so I just took it as a as a kind gesture, and I just kind of I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll hold on to it. I probably won't open it, and you know, I'll go from there. So Revenge of the Sith is coming up. And at that time, I, I said, you know what? I want to go to the theaters and, and watch this movie because um, I already had saw I already saw the originals. And then afterwards, I slowly got got into episodes one and two. So episode three was around. And then once I saw that film, wow, blown away. So you could say that was my first uh, Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. And after seeing that one, I was like, man, I already have an Obi-Wan. I already have an Obi-Wan figure. Maybe I can look for some of the other uh, people that that I liked from that I liked uh, in the movie. So I kind of started looking in the toy section, and for me, I was kind of getting into a lot more of the Jedi's and the Siths. So for me, that's originally when my collection started, was the 3.75s, Jedi's and Sith figures. So that's how it kind of started off. <laughs> After a while, a couple of years later, you know, I started getting into more uh, the six-inch figures, and then even just recently, I got into a lot of the General Giant statues. So I definitely like the mini busts that I have. 
slowly got in, slowly got into some of the Funko Pops. But it's crazy to see that the collection would first started off as a figure that I received as a as a birthday present that I didn't open would lead to others that I didn't that I would not open either. And then now it's slowly transitioned to just a little bit of everything. Like now it's no longer Jedi's and Sith that I collect. It's a lot of oh, I actually like this character. I like droids, and you know this is a really cool droid character. And you know this is someone that I haven't seen too much in in the movies or in you know in anything else. So it slowly progressed to other parts of the collection, uh, and the collection just kind of kept on growing from there. And because this is a podcast, people can't see, but how did you start to choose to display some of the collection and what did you have to kind of do to, to, to help organize it? Oh, very good question. So I found out about these things called DTOFs. Um, they're glass cabinets that you can purchase from Ikea and they're amazing ways to just kind of display your collection. I currently have two of them and that's where I just kind of started putting a lot of my collection pieces in, in them. Um, they're fairly uh, simple to to build. You know, it doesn't take too much time, and I think it's a wonderful way to display them. For me, like I have a lot of things inside each one of them, but I also have kind of like a bookshelf as well where I, I, I like to add different things. I like to organize it from time to time, switch it up a bit, uh, get some things that are not currently in those cases, and p- kind of put them in there too. And I think like any other collector, sometimes you have that issue of space. <laughs> so there comes to the there comes to the realization like I'm going to probably need a couple more of these a little bit later on um, just to add a few things that I can't unfortunately add to my to my to my shelves. So for me, it's like I need to make sure I have enough room, you know, in the future to kind of get a couple more and just kind of add uh, some of those collection pieces that don't get a lot of, you know, uh, FaceTime with me. <laughs> One thing I know that, you know, especially the cases help protect against, but I can see some of the collection is out. Uh, probably one of the biggest um, biggest obstacles for you is dusting <laughs> from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's definitely the case. I actually just spent yesterday just kind of dusting off a lot of the collection right now. Um, but I actually find it kind of therapeutic at times. I definitely like getting to do that and then just reorganizing it. Um, just, I don't know, I think, especially with, you know, the times right now, you know, staying at home, uh, it definitely is something just to, just to kind of do. And, you know, there's probably, I actually have a group of friends that we just pretty much talk about Star Wars all the time. And it's funny because we all just met through Instagram and we just formed a group together and we just talk about Star Wars. We talk about our, we talk about our daily lives, check up on one another and, uh, I, it's funny because we even we've even been we've even been discussing about just maybe even creating like a Zoom time and just chatting with one another and see how everyone's doing, especially during uh, times like these. But for me, I definitely like uh, even though you know dust is a problem, I actually like uh, dusting them off and getting my my collection as neat as possible as I can. And that's an interesting point you make because, you know, one of the things about, you know, as collectors we tend to do is we'll tend to keep things in the box or we won't take things out. You know, sometimes I think there is that tactile feeling of just kind of, you know, it, it sounds weird to say like handling them or just moving them around. Uh, it, it is a way to rediscovering it without making it too, you know, because there was a point like when you're a kid, you're playing with action figures. And so you're really probably getting the most enjoyment out of it. But there is an enjoyment out of like rediscovering things or like you said, it's a sort of like, oh, hey, you know what, um, maybe I don't want to do a theme in this particular shelf, and it's kind of fun to kind of go through 
and, and you know just kind of go around and, and reshuffle them around and then like you said um, what what do we like to do we like to show them off and so in which case you know, getting on a zoom call and going hey show me something you got or show me something you got uh, it's probably not only therapeutic but it's kind of fun because it's like a it's conventioning in in the only way we can do right now <laughs> yes that is that is so true and I um, like I said right now, each of us, we kind of check up on one another. So I think it's it's fantastic just having friends like that, just to be like, hey, I hope you guys are doing well during uh, during this time. And, you know, after a while, we're like, hey, I saw this. Anyone think about getting that? Nah, I'm not going to get that. Or actually, yeah, I am going to pick that up. So I like finding out what other people what other people are collecting. I, I like talking with others and seeing what they like themselves and then you can kind of go like oh is there a reason why you like that or is there a reason why you like to keep your your figures in the boxes or is there is there a reason why you decide to open them which ones you decide to display which ones you don't decide to display uh, so it's it's really interesting talking with other collectors and seeing what they value them what they value on their on their collection i like that what is one of the prized possessions you have in your collection I hate to put you on the spot oh Oh man, price possession that I have in my collection. Let's see. So, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary value; it could be sentimental value as well. That is true. That is true. So, at the last Star Wars celebration, just the one that just uh, was last year, um, I waited in line to get the uh, gentle giant Darth Maul with the spider legs. And that was the first thing, like, I knew I wanted to get that. So I think waiting pretty much the whole morning in line and then just running straight to the booth was the first thing <laughs> I did on that first on that first day. I went straight to the booth, got the spider Mo, and I also got the Harrison Dula as well, too, because those were on the top of my want list. Like, even before Celebration, I made a list of things that I wanted, and those were at the very top of the list. Um, so for me, I think that those those two are probably the top ones right now that I value just because of the time and effort that I had to do to go get them. And I remember as soon as I got the Darth Maul, I didn't I didn't think it through. I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to carry this because I was just literally just carrying it. <laughs> People were telling me, man, that's awesome. Just like, yeah, but it's like really heavy and I don't, I don't want to go back to the hotel right now. So I remember asking a guy that had like a really big Funko bag. Like he just had a big Funko bag. And I legit just asked him like, Hey man, like, can I just buy your bag? Cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure my figure is going to fit in here. And you know, there was, a, there was a, I had, I had to ask several people before I asked that guy. <laughs> and a lot of them just said, no, unfortunately I'm gonna keep the bag. I'm like, why you have like three figures inside that bag. Like you don't need it. <laughs> so, uh, there was a, there was a guy that was nice enough at the end that he just said, he's like, yeah, you know what? I'll go ahead and give you. I'll go ahead and give you this bag, and I, I actually traded a smaller bag that I had so he can at least put his stuff. But that guy was super nice enough to at least trade me. the The figure was was able to fit in there, and from there, it wasn't that bad for me to carry that um, throughout the rest of <laughs> I think the mid afternoon. Because after a while, I asked one of my friends. Uh, I asked one of my friends because he was at the hotel like right across from the street. He said, "You know what? Just leave it over there, and then at the end of the day, you can pick it up." So I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" Like, because my hotel was really far. So yeah, he had uh, he let me put uh, my figure in there, and afterwards I just ran back to the to the show floor afterwards just to keep on looking. But I think those two are definitely the 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 highlight right now of the collection. They're not super ex they're not super expensive, but I think it was that time and effort that I had to put into to getting that. So I can still remember it. Like 
man, I need to find a bag for this for this figure. I thought it, I, I got it. I got it. But now I don't know what to do with it because I'm carrying it around. It's like super heavy. <laughs> Let alone getting it, you know, getting something like that on the plane or something like that. And people are like, what is that? Like, never mind. You know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, I had to put that underneath the my big old suitcase, and you know, thinking about it, it's like that figure's probably gonna be pretty big. So, for, fortunately, was able to fit inside my big luggage that I had with me uh, right. on the way back. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any? Do you have any people in your party? Just, just Darth Maul. Just, <laughs> just me and Darth Maul. <laughs> had had you been planning to go to Anaheim, or are you still planning to go to Anaheim? So, unfortunately, I was not able to get tickets this year. So that was a bummer. And, uh, at the time when, you know, my friends are, t- you know, we're texting each other. We're like, Hey, tickets are going on sale. I unfortunately was busy during that time that they were going on sale. I was actually at work during the time when this was all, when it was, when the tickets were going live. So I wasn't able to get them. And then by the time I knew it, the four day passes ended up selling out. So I was already bummed out that I was like, you know what, man, I really wanted to go to this year's, but I wasn't I wasn't fortunate enough to get tickets, so I was kind of I was kind of bummed out at that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard any official news if what's going to happen with the current with the current state in mind right now. But I really hope that it still kind of does happen. Maybe a little bit later on during the year. Just for me, Star Wars Celebration is one of the best cons I've ever been to. I've been to other cons, local cons, uh, cons a little bit outside of town. And you know what? They just don't compare to Star Wars Celebration. And I think it's just the fact that since I'm a I'm a huge Star Wars fan Star Wars fan now, I I like that it's all Star Wars. You know, you get to be with, you know, as they say, you get to be with your people. You get to be with other 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 people. It doesn't matter. Like I've met so many people from different parts of the world because of Star Wars. And I met them all at Star Wars Celebration. You know, I get to talk with other people about What's their favorite Star Wars movie? Who are their favorite Star Wars character? You see people walking up in cosplays of one of the most no- noticeable characters out there in the in the in the world, but then someone that's not so recognizable. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. They did, you know, this person that you don't really see too much because they're as they consider like the least popular characters and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think any con, as in my opinion, kind kind of compares to Star Wars Celebration, and. I definitely wanted to go this year, but I wasn't able to get tickets, so it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it, it is something where you know, with the Chicago one, I was able to get a one. I was able to get a one day pass because that was the only day that was available. Was the last day, and I still, you know, technically have tickets for, I believe, Thursday and Sunday. So, you know, I kind of have to go and then we may just go, I may just go the one day if that is, Mm -hmm. we still kind of have to make the determination, is this still safe? Are they going to push it off? I think probably it would make sense at this point to at least postpone it um, because that way it'll be a little safer for everybody because like when you're talking about having those photo ops or those autographs, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little different story and I'd, I'd rather they figure out the best way to do it as opposed to just, you know, hustle to try to get something going on because everything from you know can you imagine trying to trade that bag now <laughs> with somebody like you know i'm afraid to stand next to somebody in a supermarket let alone hey can i have your bag and they're like dude stay away from me um <laughs> so you know we're all gonna have to kind of figure this out together but um when you when you when did you decide to start taking or highlighting your collection online i noticed you have a very you know a nice instagram following and you've been doing some lives but when did that kind of start 
And when did you really kind of say like, hey, I, I'm, I'm kind of onto something here? So I think I got my Instagram. I'm pretty sure it tells me the year and stuff like that, but I often forget. When I first started off, it was one of those Instagram feeds where, you know, I I put like a picture of like myself and it was like it was one of those things that you have where you highlight your friends and you know family members and it just it, it was in 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 simple terms it was boring. It was just, you know, about myself and what I was doing and it was kind of it, it wasn't too popular. Um, I remember when I first started off, I had I had Pokemon stuff on there. I showed a little bit of my Pokemon cards and stuff like that. But there was a time where I just posted a picture of uh, one of my collection pieces. I just posted a picture, and I think I just remember doing some of the hashtags on there. And then, surprisingly enough, it got more 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 likes than anything else that I ever posted. So I was like, "That's weird." Uh, let me go ahead and you know post something else. So naturally, I just started posting some other stuff, and. I started noticing that that kind of trend where my Star Wars stuff that I have that I didn't really show anyone at that point, because at that point I had a lot of my collection and I didn't really show it. So I started pretty much kind of doing that. I started just posting this and that. I started just following other Star Wars stuff, liking other Star Wars posts. And that's when I started getting more uh, getting more into that. So... There came a time where you know what? I'm just gonna post a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I mean, at at this point, I already graduated. I was already I was already out of college, so I started pretty much just kind of doing that, just posting a lot of the stuff that I collected over the over the years, and just kind of showing that showing that off. And it became it became popular in a in a way. So I definitely like the fact that other people liked what I was posting, and then I would just connect with other people in general. And there was a there was a time when the first Star Wars celebration was coming around, so I was like, you know what? I definitely want to go to this. I've never I've I've never actually been to it. I've I've heard about people talk about it, and this was back when it was uh, uh, the first Anaheim in 2017 uh, that I had gone to, I had gone to that one. So I don't know. It just it was a. It was funny how it happened because it was just showing off collection pieces and it just it started it started growing from then people just kept on following and at that point I was like whoa this is amazing people are following me because I I'm posting my collection they actually like this stuff and I kind of just did away with the pokemon stuff that I had before that kind of did away with uh, some of the things I had before that and I just started dedicating the the entire page to just posting what I had but then also posting where I where I found things um, there came a time to where I was kind of saying like, oh, this is what I found in the wild and this is where you can get it from. Kind of kind of telling people where they can find some things um, or what kind of news I've heard about and just kind of just being fun with it. Uh, to be honest, I just kind of started having fun with uh, showing random stuff. I did, you know, there, I did a couple live stuff, live streams. I even posted some videos on there of, you know, kind of me opening uh, certain things of, of that nature. But I don't know. It took off in a way that I had never expected that it would, but I liked the fact that I was able to make uh, friends off of it. I like the fact that I was able to make friends off of this Instagram page and connecting with, you know, again, uh, different people in different parts of the world and just getting just to talk to people about what we're so passionate about. 
The comments you get and the reaction you're getting on the posts on Instagram, are you finding them generally overall positive or sometimes do you kind of have to, you know, especially with a larger following, you know, it, it's a numbers game. You're bound and determined to get a troll here or there. How, how do you kind of deal with the with the people or the people who interact on your posts? Oh, man, it's it's hilarious because, yes, there are some people that they'll post something negative and the way I the way I usually deal with it is one. I really don't read them. If I once I read once I read it, I'm like quick delete on your end. I'm not gonna. I don't want to see your post. Uh, one because I don't need I don't need that negative negativity. There's people that say like, oh, you're just wasting your money. Uh, you're just wasting your money on on this stuff. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I work full time. I have a job, and this stuff generally makes me happy. So you you could people spend their money on lots of other things. I, I chose to spend my money on this because I genuinely find happiness with, with this. And people don't know about, you know, the situations that I have like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll delete any negative comments I get. There's people that they'll start large threads on each of the each of the comments. Um, I'll take some time to read a couple of them. But once I find that people are either bullying someone else or being really negative on any any post that I have, I'll turn the comments off. That way, no one can pretty much comment on any on on a post. But in general, if it's a if it's a negative comment, I'll delete it. I'll delete that comment right away. And if it comes too large of a thread, and people are kind of, oh, this movie's the best, or that movie was trash, and you, or this this actor was the worst. I don't I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I'll end up deleting that stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I don't. We don't need that negativity right now or in general, and I don't need it on my page. So I just kind of do that option of nope. You're 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 gone. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Bye. And I think that's some some you know some good advice for those who may be starting out. Well, like you're saying, we have, you know, we have a lot more time at home. Um, so maybe some folks maybe you know having a large collection and go. You know what? Maybe. I'd like to start showing off some things. I'm seeing everybody out there. They're they're kind of having fun. They're showing things off. You know, maybe I should start putting some things out there. What kind of advice maybe would you give for that collector who's thinking about maybe starting to post something? And is Instagram the right thing? Or like, what uh, what social network do you think you would take uh, if you had to do this over again? Where would you do it? How would you do it? So. Um, this didn't, de- this didn't happen like overnight. It definitely took a while to find a groove in things, uh, for me. If, uh, if a collector that's had some stuff and they would like to share with what they have, um, I think one of the most important things is just showing off, uh, showing off what you have, but kind of describing maybe like the story behind of how you got it. You can start off like, Hey, this is something that I got, uh, back in the day or, you know, just recently got it. I think it's just that. People have to own that. They have to own that ownership and be proud of kind of what they have. And um, hashtags definitely work. Uh, just kind of, you know, hashtag the Star Wars thing. Um, you could definitely start following other collectors out there and just kind of see what they have. But in but in general, there's no. I guess there's no easy way to to kind of gain a larger audience. I think you have to post with post how you're comfortable posting like the pictures that you the pictures that you would post just post them and then uh regardless of the following that you get i think it's important because yeah there's 
you know, people value, I guess, more if you have a ton of followers. But I don't think you should kind of be focusing on the followers that you have. I think you should be focusing on those connections that you make with people instead of the instead of the following, because that's going to be more important than the followers that you have. Um, I can name a lot of collectors that I specifically like following their page because I generally start building uh, relationships with them. And then we're able to, again, like I have a group of friends now that we've met through Instagram, but now we are part of each other's lives and we talk to one another. And I think that's, that's for me, that's more amazing than, you know, having the large following that I have, you know, go with, go with what you like, post it out there and, you know, see what happens. Cause that's pretty much what happened with me. It was just, I posted something. I saw that it was that people liked it. And then slowly when I started connecting with other people out there. Excellent. And what are some of the things that you are kind of, um, that are, you know, now that we have a little more time to think about it, what are some of the things you might be gunning for to add to the collection? You know, there's got to be room somewhere in the closet. Um, but what are, what are, what are some <laughs> of the things you're kind of like eyeing right now? Oh, so I have pre-ordered the Baby Yoda from Sideshow Collectibles. So I have that one on pre-order. Uh, I'm going to have to do pay that later on during the year i also have a pre-order of an assage also from sideshow collectibles nice so with those two that would make three sideshow collectibles that i would have in my collection i have a chewbacca that i got and that's the only one that i have currently but i got two pre-orders on the way and those two i guess are like the top ones that i'm gonna get knowing that i'll probably spend a little bit more money on those but smaller stuff that i would like I missed out on the gentle giant Ahsoka and that she's already going for a lot more money. So I'm at this point, I'm like, man, if I get her fantastic, if I don't, it's not, it's not a big, it's not the end of the world. I can live even though Ahsoka's awesome. I love her, but <laughs> there's, I don't know. I just kind of pick and choose sometimes. I just kind of pick and choose what I can see going in the collection. And right now, baby Yoda, I think everyone's on that baby Yoda bandwagon right now. And <laughs> so am I. <laughs> So I kind of want some Baby Yoda stuff in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. And um, where can people find you online to uh, check out your collection and uh, follow you along on the socials? Yeah, so if people want to follow me, uh, they can follow me on my Instagram handle, the Star Wars Aggie. And it was funny when I came up with the, with the name of it because uh, I'm – I'm a graduate of Texas A&M University, and uh, we're the Aggies, so that's why I just kind of put the Aggie part at the end. And it's funny because I'll get some followers that also from my alma mater, and you know, then they find out it's pretty much just all Star Wars. <laughs> so then they're like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of cool," or you know what? That's yeah, that's weird. That's not really you know A&M stuff, but uh, people usually I'll, they'll just refer to me as Aggie, or they'll just say Star Wars Aggie and stuff like that. Um, you know. They can, if you want to know me, you can know me on a first name basis. It's, it's Isaac with double A and you can either, either or Aggie, Isaac, whatever you want to, whatever you want. But yeah, it's uh, Instagram, Star Wars Aggie. They can follow me there. I think later on in the future, like I said, I definitely like the whole podcast idea. I like the, the video ideas. I definitely would like to get into either podcasting or setting up a YouTube channel. Uh, once I'm done with, uh, my uh, master's degree that I'm that I'm actually about to wrap up at the end of summer over here. So pretty excited about that. Nice. Well, um, I just wanted to say, Isaac, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of time and giving a little bit of uh, showcase into your collection. 
Um, like I said, you know, when people here, like they're watching the, the breaks, um, you know, like the last two breaks that you guys did, you know, once again, what I loved was the, the reaction from it. And, you know, there was, a, you could tell there was a, there was a joy in looking over it and you know, of, of any cards, whether it was just a card from like a scene that kind of brought back, oh man, that's kind of cool. Or, Hey, what's your hit? And I like the fact you were kind of cheering each other on, you know, and yeah. I think that that kind of makes it fun because that's not only collecting, because a lot of times, you know, as a collector, you know, collectors, you know, we're kind of like the original social distancers. We're like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'm going <laughs> to open this up in, in my room by myself. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why people go online or people go, Hey, like I want to share and people enjoy that because it's like, Hey, there's someone that's just like me. Someone's getting some enjoyment out of it and they're having a good time. It's, it's in a good general area. You know, there's a lot of positivity there and going, Hey, look, we're, we're idiots just like you. We're, we're it's like, we're, you know, like, yes, there's, I, I should probably be more concerned with like, you know, you know, nicer clothing or this or that or, or doing this, but it's like, no, I want to have this shelf of this thing out here and dust it off because it's, you know, move it around. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just think I, I like the vibe. I love the positivity. And like I said, I, you know, you know, I always wonder, I'm like, oh, you know, when people go, no, I got this because he said, I'm like, uh, okay, please just make sure you have enough money for food. Um, but yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> make sure, make sure you have the priorities straight people. Make sure that you got the necessities. As soon as you're done with that, then you can go ahead and splurge on yourself. Maybe you should bring a you sandwich take care to work. Of yourself first. Yeah, no. Maybe you should bring a sandwich to work and then go buy some cards. Anyway, um, but <laughs> but I appreciate you, and it'll be fun watching you in the future. And uh, good good luck on those uh, future breaks, man. Oh man, I appreciate it. Once again, my thanks to Isaac for being on the program tonight. It was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to him, and I hope you can check out his Instagram page. A lot of good stuff there. If you have any feedback for tonight's episode, good, bad, or otherwise, you can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also DM me at Instagram at RebelBaseCard. On Twitter, you can also find me at RebelBaseCard as well as Facebook. You can also email the program, greg at RebelBaseCard.com. You can also find the show notes for this and all episodes on the website, RebelBaseCard.com. In the Star Wars Card Trader app, as well as most Card Trader apps, you can find me at CornFedTech. If you are a sketch card artist or Star Wars artist or collector, cosplayer, and want to talk about your work, your craft, your passion, please drop me a line and maybe we can work something out. I'd love to get a chance to talk to you. Otherwise, you can help out the show by leaving a comment and a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast from. Otherwise, I implore you, keep those cards out of the hands of the Empire, folks, and I'll talk to you soon. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.